Hey everyone, a Blake Lovell host of the 411 on Wrestling podcast uh, here with a breaking news podcast uh, as there was some big news in the world of wrestling that came down on Saturday and that is of course uh, WWE releasing Bray Wyatt. Um, lots of, of notes to get to on this one. Uh, if you have not, I mean I'm sure you've heard this if you're listening to uh, this podcast, but some of the details that have been reported uh, from several different places. Um, looking at uh, PW Insider had some notes. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Newsletter had some different ones. Um, Fightful, lots of different people. Uh, but what it's seemingly the common theme in all of it uh, was that uh, the reasoning for Bray Wyatt's release uh, was something that came down to those two words that we've heard a lot in recent WWE releases, and that is budget cuts. Um, that was reported. Initially, uh, I think by PW Insider mentioned that Dave Meltzer also did, and Fifel um, also confirmed some of the other uh, reports as well. So uh, that seems to be the the big thing, and I know the reaction to that uh, certainly um, was very, I think, overwhelming in terms of uh, just uh, the reaction to this because it did come out of nowhere. This is not one that anyone likely anticipated. When you look back at some of the other WWE releases. Even if, you know, we're not going to say any of them were necessarily justified, but you could probably look at some of those talents that were not used as much and said, okay, if they're going to make a move, you could see that. I think in this instance, um, I don't think anyone was even thinking at any point that this was going to be a possibility uh, with Bray Wyatt being released. Uh, It seemed like even though he's been off WWE TV since WrestleMania, uh, that perhaps he was going to be making a return. And that is... Uh, One of the other things that had been mentioned uh, was that perhaps there was uh, something in place for Wyatt to be able uh, to return to the company um, in August. So a lot to to really break down in in this particular uh, scenario, because it is one that of everyone released thus far, uh, I think you can certainly look at this. I mean, the Braun Strowman one, I think, surprised a lot of people based on just where he had been positioned in the company. But I think there's no doubt when it comes to Bray Wyatt, like here is someone they have placed in very prominent roles uh, over you know many years now. I mean, you can you can go back to certainly um, his starts uh, all the way back in developmental. Then once he gets to the main roster, you know he's had WrestleMania matches with a John Cena. He's been put um, in these feuds. He's won titles at the top. Um, he is someone that has really been a staple on WWE TV for many many years now. And I think for them to make this move again, knowing that he was coming off of, certainly it was a, you know, the the thing with Orton at WrestleMania, I mean, I don't think it was well received by a lot of people, uh, but I do think like they have put a lot of time into him in terms of um, giving him screen time and all these other things. And we'll get to whether that was a good thing or a bad thing at times here in a second. Uh, But I just think you look at it overall and it is, it's a complete surprise because I don't know how we could have expected this to be something uh, the WWE would do, even in the Nick Khan era now, where you know you look at the timing of all this. WWE just re- re- kind of reported uh, their their Q2 results for the year uh, financially. We know financially WWE is not in what anyone would probably describe as a bad spot, unless you know you're looking at it from a business standpoint. And one of the updates that PW Insider had uh, was that, uh, of course, you know when you look at the reaction. To this, I'm sure there are a lot of confused people, a lot of people that were shocked, most likely, and that was kind of included in the report 
from PW Insider was um, that, you know, the Fiend's effect on merchandise and all those things, uh, you can imagine that it was a, a huge impact uh, based on when he was on TV and the probably the shirts and action figures, that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things uh, that was mentioned uh, by Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Also mentioned uh, that one of the sources in WWE noted that uh, Nick Khan, Christina Salen, who uh, Christina Salen is the uh, chief financial officer, of course, Nick Khan, the, the president for the WWE now, um, that they, you know, the, the, the wording was that they were obsessed with uh, the company not being in the red um, after the recent financial quarter. So, I mean, that is, again, from a business standpoint, we can probably all look at it from the outside and say, WWE is making a ton of money from these television deals, um, everything that they have. I mean, we know they're making a lot of money. Of course, the deal with Peacock, I mean, it's a billion dollars. Um, I think that's the one thing when you get those numbers out there and you make cuts that are used for budget reasons, um, that's going to turn a lot of heads to, to kind of figure out, okay, well, where, where are you struggling? Um, when it comes to WWE, we know that they have not lacked uh, money in recent years. Of course, last year's, you know, is different because, you know, you have the pandemic. They were able to save some costs on stuff by not touring and all that. Uh, but you're talking about a company that's made a deal with Fox. Um, they've made a billion dollar deal with Peacock in recent years. Uh, we're talking, you know, of course, just in the last several years. So not exactly hurting for money, but there is clearly a, a goal here. And we have seen that. I mean, Nick Khan, since he's come in, um, things have changed dramatically in terms of how WWE structures its roster and how, you know, the talent that they keep on that roster and the amount of money that they are dedicated to them. Um, it is, it's a big surprise when you look at someone like Bray Wyatt, but if you look at the trend, maybe it shouldn't be as much of a surprise. Uh, although I think this one still, uh, any way you look at it, I think it's just still a situation where it's Bray Wyatt, right? He is someone that for so many years now, we have talked about, and I, I said this on Twitter, like there have been a lot of creative missteps with Bray Wyatt. That's probably the best way to put it. Um, yes, you can make the case that this is a guy who, like I said, I mean, he has been on TV a lot. He's been in prominent storylines. He's been factored into pay-per-view main events and all this other stuff. It's not like he was being held back uh, or anything like that. But I think the problem that a lot of people had is when he would get put into these top spots, it seemed like WWE, at least on the main roster, just really struggled to ever know what's what's the next step. Like you could have the starting point, maybe you get to the middle, but they just don't know once that particular story gets to the end, what's the next step you take with a character? And I think you can really look at this recent, I mean, most recent run is the example of that, right? I mean, they spent all this time on this long feud between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And, and look, I, you probably could have made a, a point that maybe they should have ended that a couple months earlier, uh, however you want to look at it, because it just seemed like it just kept going and going. But, you know, you get to the point at WrestleMania where the payoff is what we got, and I don't think a lot of people were happy with that payoff. And then we haven't seen him since, right? And I know, and one thing I do want to say is, um, you know, yes, there there were some of the reports, rumors out there uh, about, you know, was this a situation where this is kind of a personal thing for Bray Wyatt? I know people had mentioned, you know, like mental health stuff and all that. I think it's it's so hard to comment on that without knowing the specifics on what exactly the situation was. And I'm sure there is specifics of this situation with his actual release that we don't yet know. We'll probably know eventually. Uh, but I think it's hard to kind of look at that and and play a guessing game when it comes to something of that big of a nature, of that much of importance 
when we're talking about that kind of stuff when, when it comes to the reports that were out there. So I think it's just that's not something that's probably very easy to speculate on. Probably not something that should be speculated on unless you know the details on that. So I think we can only go on what we have now and what we see in front of us. And and that's again, I mean, where did they have any idea what to do after WrestleMania with Bray Wyatt? And I think that, you know, that's one of the many times that you probably looked up throughout his run in WWE and just kind of said, well, you know, what's, what are they doing now? Like, where, where do they go from here? Um, because look, there, there have been a lot, a lot of them. And this is not, you know, we're not saying this because I, I know most of the reaction to Bray Wyatt being released has been overwhelmingly in terms of what is WWE doing? Like you can look online, Twitter and everywhere and see plenty of those reactions. Um, like I said, I, I guess the only way to explain it at this point is from a business sense, based on some of the stuff we just talked about with the reports and such, uh, maybe, you know, this is another Nick Khan type move. Maybe that's, maybe that's the deal here. Uh, but I think overall, this is someone that, you know, there were so many different times where you felt like he was just about there from being the top, top guy, perhaps in the company. Um, and I think it's just because he had such a unique character. Um, it was such a unique dynamic he brought to the table. I know not everyone was necessarily a fan of The Fiend, but at the same time, I think there's a lot you could have done differently with The Fiend to perhaps make people more of a fan of it. Uh, I will always go back uh, to the Hell in a Cell 2019 against Seth Rollins. I still think probably that's one of the most um, illogically booked matches uh, in the modern era, perhaps in WWE, uh, for for the scale of who we're talking about in that match. Two main event guys in a main event spot on a pay per view. I think it was just one of the most illogical things I've seen in wrestling <laughs> in a while. Um, yes, there's a lot we could point out probably on a week to week basis sometimes and say that doesn't make sense. But when you look at the spot where that fiend character was that early on. And to, I think, do what they did with it at that pay-per-view and to book that finish the way they did. Really, just booking the match, they put themselves in a corner. It didn't really matter what was going to happen unless you just had Bray Wyatt come out and just completely destroy Seth Rollins um, as The Fiend. You know, that that's a little different. But I think that was, yes, The Fiend continued from there. But I just think you, you were never going to be where you were before that match. Just a, an absolute uh, debacle from a booking standpoint. But, you know, that wasn't it. That wasn't the only thing that we're going to look back on and say, well, maybe they should have did this with Bray Wyatt or they shouldn't have put him in that position. I know a lot of people go back to WrestleMania 30 with his match with John Cena and look at that as a point of where, OK, if you just decide to go with Bray Wyatt, how does that change things from him beating John Cena? Um, you know, one of the, the greatest of all time, one of the greatest, biggest WWE superstars there's ever been. How does that change the trajectory for Bray Wyatt, and and how much does it alter it, or does it, or do, is it still that vicious cycle, perhaps that we got from a character standpoint? Um, you can play what ifs with a lot of those scenarios, and there's probably a lot more throughout the years that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head, but I think those are two that stand out for a lot of people. Uh, but I also look at you know with WWE, one of the things, and and you know I suppose you could equate this also to. And Aleister Black, of course, now Malachi Black and AEW, um, some of the others that are no longer there. I think we have seen WWE, you know, we've talked about their their struggles in booking, you know, baby faces at time and all that. But I think they've struggled, too, when it comes to and especially, you know, probably in this particular era that we're talking about back in the day. You know, maybe they, they did a little bit better at that and kind of creating 
characters uh, with a lot more layers and being able to handle them effectively. I don't know, like with some of these characters, like they just start have these like lots of layers to them uh, with, I think, the depth of a Bray Wyatt type character. Have they really handled? A lot? I mean, what are some of the biggest ones they've been able to just really knock out of the park and completely, you know, hit a home run on, uh, to use the baseball terminology? Like what is what are the ones that they've just been able to handle so well and not sort of have the ups and downs of a character, you know, standpoint like Bray Wyatt? Uh, I don't know that there's a ton of those that come to mind. Like, I think the current example, that's probably the one that we're going to look at and say, well, they've done a really good job with that one. Like, it's Roman Reigns. But aside from that, like, I think there's a lot of them that they've struggled with when it comes to this. And, of course, Bray Wyatt's a different different scenario because a completely different character than anything I think we've seen in WWE um, in, in a while or maybe ever, you know, just based on how things started, where things got to. Um, it's just completely different than what we're seeing uh, with a lot, you know, majority of the roster. Like, there's no comparison when you look at a Bray Wyatt. But I also think that's one of the things that WWE has had issues with is, you know, effectively booking these in-depth, layered characters over a, a long period of time. Um, maybe they do it, you know, short bursts, and it works. But then maybe you go back to the starting point because you drop off here and you can't, you know, you take a wrong turn there. And I feel like that's kind of what they did with Bray Wyatt so many different times. Um, and I don't know that they've effectively been able to do that with a lot of those types of characters in recent years. Now, I'm sure there's, you know, if you're listening, there's probably other examples you could point out and say, well, well, they did pretty well with this guy for six months or whoever, um, you know, for a year. And then again, there, there probably are examples I'm not thinking of. Of course, Roman, I think, is the, the one right now that is the most, um, you know, effective in terms of how they've done this, and, and you at least give them credit for that. Uh, but I do think they've struggled with, with knowing what to do there. And um, so, so that's what it kind of comes back to is, you know, when you're, you're talking about some of these characters that have left WWE, um, and look, as we're saying, like if a CM Punk, if a Daniel Bryan, uh, wind up in AEW, as the report suggests, I think Punk is probably, um, I, I don't know, you have to almost think it's a done deal at this point, given all the hype now, uh, the ticket sales and everything like that. Um, this is sort of that creative difference. I think when you look at it, because we're starting to see for WWE, um, from your character and no matter where you are in the pecking order, um, you, you know, and yes, it's the same everywhere, but like you are expendable. That is the message that is being sent, um, seemingly from a business standpoint in WWE is that it doesn't matter if you're Bray Wyatt, doesn't matter if you're Braun Strowman, uh, doesn't matter, you know, who you are. They are, they are willing to take that chance if they feel like it's going to push their business forward. Um, and, and a lot of us may not agree with that, but that seems to be the stance that we're seeing, uh, right now in WWE. Uh, so it just, I don't know, like this is one I think that'll probably take a little time to really dissect, to look back at, at Bray Wyatt and WWE, because I don't think really now, you know, you can point out a lot of the stuff that we have, uh, but there's just so much more to it. I think you look back on and, and just say, man, they could have, they could have had an, something there. They could have did it there, uh, and really sent him to that next level yet. He always got to that next level, but I don't know that, you know, that they just felt like that was that potential was there to go even further. And I don't know that that ever happened, even with all the main event spots, even with all the titles, you know, everything, even the, the on-screen time that he had, which he had a ton. I, it just felt like the story could have been better. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, but, you know, if you're just there for the entertainment, you certainly got your entertainment out of Bray Wyatt, no matter whether the story was great or not. Um, I just think that he's, you know, d- developed such a unique dynamic with that character. 
Um, again, unlike anything we've probably seen in a long time. Uh, and I mean, it worked for fans. Like it got fans invested. Was every single person a fan of, of Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, the leader of the Wyatt family or the fiend, I think probably, you know, the more extreme example, uh, it seemed like that there was a lot of, uh, you know, people went kind of hot and cold on it in terms of what they thought about. But, um, I think still it's just such a unique mind. And I think that's, uh, that's so important, uh, in wrestling. And I've seen some of the stuff out there about people saying, well, you know, Bray Wyatt never really, you know, his ideas weren't great and all this other stuff. Well, they were different and, you know, maybe not all of them worked, but I think in wrestling sometimes, uh, if you can, if you can set yourself apart and be different, that's going to give you an opportunity to do a lot of good things. And, uh, he did, you know, despite some of the stuff we said, maybe he didn't, uh, necessarily always, um, have the best booking from that standpoint. He still reached a level that not a lot of people are going to reach in their career. Um, so you can at least look at the positive out of that. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's any less mind boggling <laughs> when you look at, how this whole thing is unfolded uh, with this. So, you know, if it is, if, it, if it's budget cuts, like if that's the reasoning that a Bray Wyatt is given, um, knowing that he was probably in the works to make a return, which again, we say that, I mean, Aleister Black, what? He had started a program a couple weeks earlier, a month earlier, whatever it was, um, and then they released him and it, you know, didn't matter. Like that, that, I think that's where you see this approach probably from Nick Khan is... None of that matters. Like we don't, we don't really care what you're doing on TV. Like we're looking at it from the numbers, the business. Uh, and hey, if you got something going on, and maybe you just started a big storyline, oh well. Like this is what we're gonna do. And I feel like that's the way it's come across. Um, you know, if it's different, great. Somebody can explain exactly how it's different than that. But if you just look at it from the outside, like that's how it looks. Is it doesn't matter. We're we're business, and we're gonna run it the way we want to run it, and we don't care how it affects uh, anything you have going on storyline-wise in the company. And I think that can be a pretty disheartening thing uh, if you're a WWE fan, is to look at it from that standpoint and say, well, you know, why should I invest in this, knowing that perhaps they're going to look up in three days and decide, well, we got to let this person go because uh, for budget reasons. So that can be a pretty frustrating part of things. Um, you know, I think that was really most of the stuff that you saw in the reports. And like I said, we don't know the specifics on everything. Uh, we'll find that out eventually. We know how this works. Like all that stuff will come out at some point, maybe not every single thing, but uh, we will, we will certainly have a pretty good idea of what the situation was uh, with that. Another uh, kind of point out there from uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider that, you know, Bray Wyatt had disappeared from the uh, WWE internal roster uh, a couple or several weeks ago, I guess, uh, but that they didn't really make the official uh, decision on him until now. Um, so yeah, there, there's just a, a lot to, a lot to digest with this one. This is just, um, this feels completely different than some of the others. Although, like I said, I think the common theme is we're seeing from a business standpoint, this company is doing whatever they want right now. And, um, they're not necessarily concerned with the backlash. Um, they're, they're doing it from a business. And I know we've talked about this, you know, we had Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics on, uh, a while back, you know, we talked about the potential for a WWE sale. Is this what they're doing? Are they gearing up for all this type of stuff? I think, you know, we haven't really discussed that more since that point, uh, but I know people are still pointing it out, but I don't know. Like, like it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see, again, what, how, how this pattern continues, I think, is the most interesting part. Uh, because as we said before, and we said this with Braun Strowman, it's like if they're going to release a Braun Strowman, they'll release anyone. Well, now they turn around and release a Bray Wyatt. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's something. And, you know, now 
If you look ahead, um, I think that, uh, you know, he'll have a 90-day no-compete clause. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So that keeps him out, you know, until, I guess, as of now, like it would expire, you assume, if it happened today, uh, on Saturday, uh, it would expire on Halloween. That would be his 90 days or somewhere in that range, uh, October 31st. So um, that's kind of an interesting note there, which, uh, you know, I know people are already speculating, well, AEW has uh, full full gear not long after that, and perhaps that's an option. But uh, we'll talk more about that on the podcast uh, as we look at, uh, you know, just potential options for Bray Wyatt. But I think right now um, you're sort of looking at the current landscape more than you are the future landscape. Uh, because I think the current one is uh, particularly interesting right now, just given this trend of what we've seen from WWE over the past several months uh, with these releases. And uh, again, knowing that it's it's been a very noteworthy couple weeks in wrestling. Uh, of course, we talked about you know Money in the Bank, everything you have coming out of that with John Cena coming back, um, all the stuff with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, uh, perhaps heading to AEW. Uh, and now, you know, you've got Bray Wyatt, who really, you know, if you think about it, like he was really tied in with a lot of those characters we just mentioned. Uh, and now he is released uh, from WWE. So a uh, very interesting time in wrestling, giving every, given everything that's going on. Uh, but um, nonetheless, there is uh, there's plenty to discuss. And of course, we have all of that over at 411mania.com. Uh, if you want all the news and the reports I just mentioned, you can find them all at 411mania.com. Of course, we have a lot of coverage over there. Uh, on Bray Wyatt's release, and you can check that out with a pretty lengthy uh, article with um, you know the the reports and such. We'll put that in the show notes as we always do, uh, so you can find all the information that's out there on this Bray Wyatt release, uh, and then you can find everything else uh, going on at 411 Mania. Uh, of course, we've got our uh, weekly you know coverage you can find of all the big shows and wrestling, our columns as well. Uh, and uh, everything else you need over there at uh, the website. So be sure to check that out. And uh, as always, uh, we'll have the uh, link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. So continue to share and contribute uh, if you can. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, any podcast app you use, search for 411 on Wrestling, and leave us a nice five-star rating review. Uh, That just helps the show reach more people. Uh, But thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Uh, Coming up, we will have, uh, of course, coverage heading into uh, SummerSlam. Uh, We talked about on a recent episode that uh, Steve Cook and I will be looking back at some uh, older SummerSlams, kind of doing some more retro reviews, looking back at some SummerSlams from the past. So we'll do that here coming up on the podcast as well. So be sure to subscribe. And uh, thanks, as always, uh, for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.